Hello there. Hello. Hey. How are you? How have you been? Oh, I'm having such a blessed morning. Like, I'm really excited for the day. I'm excited for the weekend. I've got some stuff to do today as well. In fact, you know what? I had a little... <laughs> I had a dream that I was 23, exactly 23 minutes late for this meeting. So I made sure to be extra on time. <laughs> wow. Wow. How are I you mean, doing? 23, that's two, two and three. I don't know what that means. I mean, I know in... In um, in the Bible, two is the number of partnership, and three is the number of uh, the Trinity. So probably I don't know. <laughs> I'm doing fine. It's a good day. Um, going through a rough bit as always, but that's where I thrive the best. I thrive when there's chaos. I thrive when there when there's a crisis. So I don't know. I'm probably why. Um, like this. I think it all began from when I was a child and um, my parents every day will, will be late to school. So probably there's a part in my brain that has, um, what's it, that has interpreted that being late to school and the hate, you know, with all that as a, as a positive experience. I don't know, but Anyways, so you thrive under pressure. Huh? So you thrive under pressure. Yeah, yeah. It it just feels like things are happening, things are going on. That's that's just the way I feel. Yeah, but that's not a good way to live, you know. When when uh, when when I was at uh, uni, I used to um, I used to find some sort of. Um, clear-minded focus when when the deadline was coming you know and i've not done the work yet and i'm able to cross i mean is it just me or is it does everyone do the same thing you know what um that's actually that's actually quite interesting that's a key characteristic of um having adhd ah yes i probably do have that yeah, I probably did suffer from that for quite a while, and um, I don't think I have ADHD. Oh, I mean, I have it now, but I did. I read a book on it, and um, I made sure to be able to take my time on things and to make sure that it doesn't get worse. It probably comes from my parents. They probably instilled it in me. Like, I can switch it on and off, but... I definitely know my dad is like that. Like he can't do stuff on because he was in the uh, Nigerian army, so he can't do stuff without um, haste, without uh, uh, crisis there. But I, um, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's just me over there. That's just the way that I work, and uh, yeah. Anyway, the main uh, the main reason we called was just so I can talk to you and, and I can hear a bit about what God has done for you, how God has saved you, um, how good He has been to you. I heard your I heard you uh, testify in church when we went for Pastor Charles's um, conference, and it was very powerful. And I thought it well, 
it will actually go further for um, as many people as possible online to be able to hear these or for you to have something online that you can always refer back to and say, hey, if you want to hear this, you know, if you don't want to repeat it a thousand times, then go and see Ernest podcast. So how do you feel so far about this, about sharing what God has done for you, how he brought you through thick and thin? Well, I'm always excited to give my testimony. I'd say that my one issue is remembering every like key detail because I live a very, very blessed and prophetic life and I live a lot of I live in a lot of synchronicities and coincidences mm. that I just see God in every avenue of them. Mm-hmm. And so it, I feel like in each testimony, I remember something different. Yeah. And yeah. it always adds to the story, never detracts. And mm. I'm just like, oh my goodness, I, I hope one day I can have a play. I feel like I should maybe even write it down and write it down each time I remember like a key <laughs> detail yeah. that I look yeah. out. Because mm-hmm. I do feel like my story is so blessed. Mm. Or oh, especially write it down on a blog. Uh, you've got a blog, right? Uh, site where you got. I've seen your sites on um, what on uh, WhatsApp. Um, but I've tried going to that site, and I don't think it went through. Yeah. So my website is currently password protected. Because mm. my business works on limited edition releases as a sustainable business. Uh, so I launch a collection with a set amount, then I open my website for sales. And once mm. it's sold out, I lock the website again because I don't believe in having constant stock just sitting and wasting because if it's not bought, mm. then it's wasted and that's not sustainable. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I mean, do you, would you like to plug in any of your like things for people online to, like, how would be the best way for them to? contact you oh so every single unless you don't want to share if you feel like you like so every single one of my social hand like social media handles are dante may underscore christ that's Mm d-a-n-t-e m-a-y underscore c-r-y you can find me on Mm. instagram you can find me on snapchat Mm -hmm. you can find me on tiktok you can find me basically anywhere i'm not really um i'm not really on social media a lot at all actually However, you can also check out my website. I have a sustainable, accessible business that is also Mm. innovative. Mm. And what I do is I synergize nature and modern chemistry to bring personal Mm. care products such as skin products, hair products, Mm. and nutritional supplements as a herbalist and a chemist Mm. to the market because I believe that you shouldn't have to choose between nature and science. Everything is made from chemicals, like Mm. everything originated in nature. Sweet, sweet. Nice. All right. Um, my podcast is a little bit different in the fact that um, I'm going to pray first, but that's because I know that you're a, a Christian. And uh, I'm just going to commit the whole podcast into God's hands so that um, everything that we share here will be led by God because uh, no other way to have a better prophet in the whole world than to let the God of all prophets know be involved in this so I'll just pray make a short prayer and come with the whole podcast into God's hands alright Father we want to say thank you that Dante and I are able to come here together and meet 
for able to talk about your goodness and your favor and to have a good time together. Father, we pray that everything that we say will be wise, will help people out there, will help us, and uh, we'll just have a good time glorifying your name. We cover this podcast with the blood of Jesus. We pray that um, it, it will not be associated with anything evil. And um, at the end of the day, your name will be glorified. Over. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So, um, we want to testify about what God has done for you. Where would you like to start from? Like, how did God, like, where did Jesus find you? Or how did you come to, you know, love Jesus as much as you do now? So, where did Jesus find me? Well, I would say I was raised a Roman Catholic. Yeah. Um, I attended church not very often, not frequently. Mm. It wasn't mm. something that was re-ingratiated into my household, but I was always a Roman Catholic and I was proud to be a Catholic. Mm. Um, I prayed a lot as a kid. I prayed for a lot of really dumb things as most kids do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought God was so mesmerizing and I truly, mm. truly believed that God was like the king of the universe. And, yeah. you know, as a kid, you don't know science, so you believe what your parents tell you. So yeah. I didn't know anything about physics or biology or anything. Mm. I was just told, listen, here's the mm-hmm. story. There's a God. You yeah. pray to him. And mm. don't be a bad person, otherwise you'll be punished. And also, yeah. I have another parent to rely on other than my mom and dad. Yeah. And yeah. this parent is magical, and I was so excited about that. I used to go um, in my old house. We had a downstairs toilet and an mm-hmm. upstairs bathroom with a toilet in it. And okay. I used to go to the downstairs loo and just pray on my little Winnie the Pooh stepping stool all the wow. time as a little girl. Wow. But, you know, just the silliest things. And if I ever got in trouble, mm-hmm. um, I'd pray to God and be like, oh, no, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I don't want to be here anymore. I just feel like I'm always in trouble. <laughs> uh-huh. like, uh, but yeah, of course. I mean, as a child. Be, yeah. I was like, can me and my siblings be um, princes and princesses at Disneyland? And I remember I prayed for things like a Nintendo Wii and they would show up. And that always strengthened my faith in God as well. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had I've, a very strong I've foundation with God. Yeah, I've had such experiences. So I, I once prayed to God as a child for a PS2. Next day, my mom comes back saying that um, her friend says that she's got a PS2 that her son doesn't need because the PS3 is out. So... Yeah, I mean, when I find out that when you're when you're a child, God just answers some prayers very quickly. But now, as a grown up, I I don't know. Like, how's your praying experience been? If you comp- compare it between your childhood time and now that you've grown up, do you feel like God is taking longer to pray? I mean, to answer or do you, do you different? feel what I believe it must be? Well, you know the verse in Matthew, um, Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 24, where it speaks about how the bird provides for the, I mean, the God yeah. provides for the birds, and mm. he provides for the flowers, mm-hmm. and he provides for all things on earth, so ye of little faith, why would I not provide more for you? Yeah. When you're a child, you don't have doubt in your mind, okay? Uh, of Generally, of, children are so egocentric, they really do believe the world revolves around them, so they also do <laughs> see God. Not mm. only as a God, but also as a servant. Mm. And God is ultimately here to serve us when we serve him. You mm. ask 
unabashedly, unashamedly, and in all the power and God provides. So mm. when kids are thought, oh my goodness, God, can I please have a PlayStation 2? And truly, mm. as a child, that is the thing that means the most to us, that our parents yeah. should be in their parental ministry and providing for us already. Mm-hmm. So as children, we shouldn't need to be praying for food and whatnot. It's yeah. the truth thing. God sees that and he's just like you know what this is my child and I want them to have faith in me and I want them to know that I do listen to them and care let Mm. me provide that for them as adults now we come with unbelief we come with doubt we come with skepticism we come with feeling we're undeserved and we've piled sins on top of our life because we've lived in the world (laughs) we're falling away so -hmm. when we're praying we even though we tell ourselves we believe I do believe we come with a set of hesitancy and we're we're not likely to pray for PlayStation 2 anymore because we feel like mm. we have to be grateful. We should be mm. praying for wisdom. And you know what I mean? I feel like as adults, it's some of the prayers we pray can also feel a bit performative and they're yeah, like offensive as a child. Mm. So I do feel like there's a bit of a difference in my prayer life as an adult. Whereas mm. I do pray, I'm more mindful of other people. I'm more mindful of being yeah. grown up and not being selfish. And I'm more mm. respectful to God. Yeah. And you know what, having that mindset, I do think it does put a bit of distance between you and God. Yeah, because yeah. you revere him more as a God and less as a father, but as a child, mm. you revere him more as a father and less as a God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's why Jesus said that, um, that uh, what you have to be like what, like a small child, you know, when you deal with God. You know, you have to have that childlike faith, that childlike mentality when you deal with God. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's I get back John to. 14. Uh, what? That might be John fourteen. Yeah, I have. I've got my computer here, but I was doing like I've been going through chaos for some time, so I don't want to touch my computer now. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'll definitely write that down in the show notes. Um, let's see. Show notes. Child faith. All right. So, would you like to get back to the testimony we were saying about as a child, like um, praying to God and God would answer you very quickly? Yes. So, I noticed I definitely became a lot more in the world when I was a child. I grew up very, very sickly. Mm. I had chronic asthma as well as like, I had to have a couple of surgeries as a kid. I even had to have like my nose redone as a kid because I couldn't breathe. Mm. Um, I had a lot of allergies. I was allergic to nature. Um, I wasn't allowed to do anything with my classes. So I couldn't go on the school trips. So I wasn't allowed to do swimming lessons. Wow. I felt very isolated. And so I spent a lot mm. of time in the hospital. Mm. Um, I knew all the nurses' names. They all knew me. Mm. And I spent a lot of time alone with my mum because um, there's nine years between me and my closest siblings. Mm-hmm. So the, when I was born, my eldest was 16. Then the second daughter was... Um, 14 and then my brother was nine so they mm-hmm. kind of are in a cluster together and as mm. I grew, they all became teenagers and adults so they were living their own lives so, and obviously I was sick all the time mm. so I had to spend a lot of time with my mum at the hospital and yeah. obviously my mum did spend a lot of time with me and I feel like bless my mum's heart but she's and, like, she introduced me to a lot of like adult topics like politics and just the world mm-hmm. and biology yeah. and you know just philosophy mm. and psychology and these yeah. are a whole load of things that you know, it just kind of ruined my innocence a lot of the time. Um, uh, in terms of, because I was just stressed, I was just understood the new things or concepts that I feel like most children don't because they're hanging out with kids their own age, whereas I was always around a bunch of adults. Mm, mm. So 
I started seeing issues in the Catholic Church in the media, specifically mm. surrounding children. And as a child, uh, yeah. that really um, that really bothered me quite a lot. I didn't understand why these people who were put in charge of taking care of the world and taking care of children were also harming children. Yeah. So I can I stepped away from the faith I didn't believe in believe in it anymore and I didn't pray anymore. I definitely mm. stopped praying after I got to around the age eight. Mm. Um, but I think that's also because I stopped going to a Catholic school and I went to a secular school as well and prayer was never ever involved. Yeah. So uh I stepped uh. away from the faith and mm-hmm. as a teenager I was looking around, didn't know what I believed. I definitely I called myself a deist. So I believed in a higher power. Yeah. Yeah. But I did not believe in a book. And mm. I definitely looked at the world's arguments of, oh, well, the Bible was written by a bunch of men and, you know, mm. religion causes wars. This was in the height of, um, like, hatred towards Muslims for, mm. you know, this racism yeah. and calling them terrorists. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I just feel like religion is a scam because this is also in the height of a lot of mega churches. Just like, you know, there's yeah. a lot of issues with money in the church and whatnot. Yeah. And I just saw the world's interpretation of God. And I was like, I don't want this for myself. So yeah. I was looking around and I was looking into Islam. I was looking into Buddhism. In mm. um, secondary school, we obviously had religious education classes. Yeah. So in RE, they teach about a lot of things. And I just wasn't interested anymore. I just didn't see the shine. I didn't see, especially because I'm really into science. As I said, I'm a chemist. Mm. I was like, how can yeah. any of this be real? Clearly, mm. evolution is real. Clearly, mm. we came from monkeys and from specimens, and this is that, the other. And I was like, yeah, this is all nonsense. I can't believe people believe this. Mm. And um, especially um, with the school, I went to an all-girls school, and uh, like by like in an all-girls school, I think this happens in a lot of same-sex schools. Um, but it was also the rise of the LGBT. So a lot of okay. my friends over the years also became bisexual, and they were lesbian. They was coming out, and some people was trying. Yeah. And I was like, well, religion hates these people, and I love these people, so I can't yeah. stand with religion. Yeah. And then by the time I was, I think, 15 or 16, my sister introduced me to crystals. Now, in my family, we always knew about the spirit realm. We always knew about magic, black magic, witches, yeah. um, all of um, these things. Ca- can I pause you for a moment, yeah? Because yeah. Um, you're actually bringing up some very good um, topic. I just want to keep just the part about uh, being a deist. Um, I don't know how it feels from an existential perspective, how that feels like, because I've not actually like accepted it, but it must feel very lonely. I've, I've watched some anime in which some guy who like God creates their world, but God doesn't actually do anything in their world, then actually becomes a god himself, goes up and goes, kills that god, and um, becomes the new god who then does something good. How does it really feel to be a beast? Isn't there some sort of anger there? Like, do you, how did your childlike mind um, feel now that you look back? Oh, well, no, actually. I've always been filled with a sense of wonder. So the okay. idea that I knew a higher power existed, God existed in some form, it mm. made me explore more because it made me want to know God. As, mm. as, a, as a child, I was already introduced to God. And I knew mm. God existed because I was praying to God and mm. things were happening. Yeah. But I, I, what deism is, is believing in God but stepping away from structured religion. 
So yeah. in a way, it's also a form mm. of witchcraft because you get to choose your own rules of paganism. You get to pick and choose and apply, and it's whatever yeah. feels right for you, the vibes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So as a child, I was, it, it just made me explore so much more because I wanted, I was actively always seeking God my entire life. I've yeah. always wanted to know who created me, who created the world, what mm. created, because I believed in, um, I believed in the Big Bang Theory. I was like, yeah. who, no, there's no such thing as things just happening. There's cause and effect. We know that that's, that's a law. Yeah. So what created the Big Bang? And I wanted to know who made God. I wanted to know who made that, who made that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. There was an infinite realm of possibilities in my mind. So yeah. being a theist mm. really fueled my spiritual life for me at the time. Ah, I see, I see. So it's not from a perspective of trying to throw God. Um, because when I hear some atheists finally make their journey towards being, it's mainly from a perspective of, oh, all right, I've come to accept the fact that there must be a God out there, but this God doesn't just care. He just made the whole, the whole world. And it just allowed the world to run by itself, and God and God isn't doesn't interact to input any goodness or any uh, meaning or any um, importance, you know, in the world. The world is just doing its its own thing. It's 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 like when you walk past a nylon bag, and the after effect of the wind blows it you didn't intend anything on it you didn't mean anything it just blew on it and it's just going on its own way well when i read on these and that's the because i know there are all different kind of uh or uh there are different school of thoughts regarding it but that's the idea i got from it but that's not what you subscribe to you didn't source subscribe to the angry part of, of it, just the wonder part that wow, there is a God out there and this world is beautiful, I have to know this God, I have to find this God and that drove you towards um, finding God No, do you know, honestly I can honestly say to you, I feel like the only times I've ever been angry at God is when I've actually been a Christian, but it's for a very different, different, different reason. Mm. Because I didn't subscribe to the God of the Bible, but I didn't mm. subscribe to the God of the Quran or the Torah mm. or anywhere mm. else. Mm. How could I be angry at this God? I didn't know them. You can't be angry mm. at someone you don't know. I wanted yeah. to find them so that I could interact with them and understand them and ask them questions. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah never, never once. Did I have an anger towards God? I had an anger towards religion. Yeah, I see. I see. So it's it was the church that gave you problems, uh, yeah. not not um, the concept itself. Yeah. Uh, I see. Um, and that's actually a brave thing to say that you were angry because you'd be surprised how many Christians out there have this cognitive dissonance and they are not able to admit that. I am angry with God. I get angry with God some, sometimes. And, that, and then that starts to build on itself and fill out in all sorts of ways. I believe our God as Christians has given us an open check to interact with Him as we see fit. You'd be surprised the amount of time in the Bible that uh, David 
I think Prophet Jeremiah in the Bible would would openly, even Job, say how angry they are with God, and God is fine. But if you go to any other, if you go to, for example, Islam, you can't be angry with God. God is just great and big, and uh, being angry with Him is a sin. So how um, how do you see when you compare? Like I guess the main point question is why choose being a Christian? Like you could have gone any other path. Well, this is I, where the middle of my story takes form because I didn't choose being a Christian. Christianity uh, chose me. So, <laughs> yeah. As I said, when my um, I was about fifteen or sixteen, my sister introduced me to crystals. Mm-hmm. And through studying crystals, um, then I was interested in meditation. Through mm. studying meditation, then I became interested in auras. Mm. Through studying auras, I became interested in like law of attraction, manifestation. Mm. Yeah. Through studying manifestation, I was then attracted into power readings, divination, horoscopes, mm. and zodiac and astrology, numerology, mm. you know, anything pendulum swinging, anything I wanted to know. I yeah. was drunk on the idea that you know what maybe we're all good maybe i am god maybe mm. i can have all the power maybe yeah. i can control everything maybe i can control my destiny maybe mm. everything did happen by chance or we are all god in one way and another and, we, and we've forgotten who we are mm. and mm. we need to ascend together you mm. know it's all this it's a kumbaya come together you are powerful <laughs> yeah. drunk delusion that it sells you but mm. there's a really ugly side to that because yeah. when you believe that everything you put out is because of something you did in a past life or it's because mm. you deserve it or you didn't try hard enough or your vibration is low, mm. when you have children who are instantly murdered, mm. they deserve it. Mm. When you have people who are sexually assaulted, they deserve it. Mm. When you have people born in war-torn countries and people are like, innocently um, that put to death or innocent, it's because they deserve it. Mm. That's the that's the opposite side of this question of oh well, you know you can control everything because yeah. it's it's like it's that when they criticize the prosperity gospel like oh if you pray you'll get everything you ever wanted from God that's also not yeah. true. The yeah, amount of persecution yeah. that happens in the Bible is even first of all Jesus' only son, mm. his only son murdered by humans influence from the devil Zeus. and then you look at what happened to every single one of the um the disciples all brutally murdered okay god's all the time yeah yeah if you look at mm. even how humans treat god in the old testament he is mm. god and mm. we disrespect him in every book almost mm. like the book of ruth was such um it was such a breath of fresh air for me because i believe that might have been the first book i'd ever written and um, read in the Bible, where there wasn't any kind of disrespect towards God, it was nothing but God honoring Jews at the mm. time, and so. Mm. Oh, Jews. Yes, yeah, Jews. I, Old Testament. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I had something else. I thought it said Jews. I was like Jews. <laughs> yeah. No Jews. Yeah. And so for me, um, it was. 
I just was so involved in it and they made it mm. so easy because I do mm. remember the exact moment I, re- I learned that people believed witches could exist I didn't think people actually believed in this I thought this, that was just something you dressed up as Halloween or it was in a fantasy novel mm. but it was a BuzzFeed video and it was mm. like real witches answer your questions and I was yeah. like these people are delusional two years mm. later I was calling myself a witch and mm-hmm. it's seen those little sows of how the devil can just creep in and change everything in your life because mm. I was in my room, I had an altar in my room to the goddess of the moon and, and the wow. god of the sun. And I what was, like, was the name was of like, that goddess of the moon and god of the sun? What was their name? It just, the, the, the divine feminine and divine masculine. The divine feminine is the moon and the divine fe- masculine is the, um, right. the sun. It's all, all right, what to so. do with like, astrology and it's got to do uh, with like... So the it's not the of... new age stuff, it's not the old age ones. But I know plenty goddess of the moons and god of the stars from Egypt to Oh yes, um, so that's what I was about to say. Okay. So it's got a lot to do with astrology because back in the day people believed that the planets were gods. Mm. So mm. um in New Age we just call them goddess and god just due to their masculine or feminine energy. You assign the masculine mm. or the feminine feminine because um in the New Age they believe in duality. Mm. So they believe in electric which is mm. a mag- um, masculine energy and magnetic, which is feminine energy. Mm. And mm. every planet has its own polar opposite. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, um, it was very a, interesting. Yeah, uh, just to add a few points. Um, have you heard of Abraham Hicks? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, because I know she's a medium. To in to make um an ascended master come into her, and then she then talks, and then that ascended master now talks through her. Um, there was a time I have to say this that I used to find what she was saying very persuasive. I was at uni, I was going through a lot. I was lonely all by myself because um, I didn't know anyone in the town that I moved to. But every time she spoke, and my sister was, or probably still is, actually going through this, you know, where she gives us a YouTube video of Abraham Hicks actually explaining how we can realign ourselves to the vibrational uh, vortex, you know, things like that, and that we, we, are, and we are the manifestation of that one consciousness, which from a theological perspective, which of course I teach that class in my church, because I've noticed that many Christians don't like to do the the intelligent part, you know, of being a Christian. They like to experience, they like, the ex, they like to experience God for themselves, but sometimes there, there are some deep, seek questions that need to be asked, which Obviously, you've been going through, you've been searching out for yourself. Now, what do you think about her? Um, do, you believe, do you believe that there are ascended... I mean, I'm, I'm sure now you do, but then, do you, did, did you believe that you could be possessed by an intelligent being, a daemon, as um, I think it was Aristotle, no? Some smart guy there in the past that said that he gets possessed by a genius or a genie that comes into him and bring, did, did you 
believing back in the past and did you try to invite one in? Um, yes, absolutely. I believed in all of those things. I've never actually listened to Abraham Hicks but themselves mm. or what they call themselves. But mm. I do know a lot of their teachings because it trickles down throughout the entire New Age community. Yeah, yeah. So, um, for myself, did I in, try to invoke spirits within myself? No. I considered it a lot, but I felt like that was high-level stuff mm. that I wasn't um, equipped with first. Mm. I, I went into the New Age of Magic because, as I said, I grew up understanding that people, real people were doing this and they were doing it to even people I knew. Mm. So I went into this with the idea of protection. I wanted to protect mm. myself and my family. And if anyone mm. had ever been affected, mm. I was trying to fight fire with fire, which yeah. I realized was an issue now because you just create a firestorm. <laughs> and yeah. so invoking spirits had nothing to do with protection. That was very, it's a very... um narcissistic mm. thing to do in my opinion because I'm not trying to get involved I remember there were certain books I had on like the religion of vo- like voodoo and voodoo and mm. the magic system in that religion mm. is called hoodoo and mm. there's certain things you could do such as literally invoking the devil to mm. teach you like instruments and they talk about how certain people did these invocations and became some of the most famous people of like the olden days and mm-hmm. I was like, this is really interesting. This is so cool. And I, I tabbed these things, but it was something I was never, I knew in my heart I was never going to do it because it's very disingenuous. And I feel like, I felt like I knew better than to ask spirits for things because even mm. in certain like sectors of like witchcraft and whatnot, they work mm. with different beings. Some people work with fairies and the fae. Mm. And mm. one thing they teach you, even in fantasy shows, they teach you the fae are not humans. They work in different laws. If you yeah. accept a, if you accept a gift, a quote-unquote gift from mm. the same that's not yeah. a gift that's servitude and now you and your generation behind you will all be in servitude to this creature to, yeah. to this being so mm. i was very aware that the spirit realm works very differently to mm. the human realm and what we expect from them and i never wanted to invite that into my home because at the end of the day my main goal is protection so i was working on understanding spells how they work mm. how to construct mm. them how to reverse them mm. and that's another reason why i got into the divination and even the mm. spell work because a lot of the spells I was doing was to help people with their finances, help people with like universities, help people with like just understanding themselves and with confidence and jobs. Um, and the divination was to help people just, you know, settle their mind and not be mm. so unsure and afraid and whatnot. Mm. Uh, that's exactly what I did, which is why I was evil, even able to have like such a successful run doing it because mm. I felt like I was helping people and people to this day still feel like I was helping them, even though mm. I've apologized to them for even involving them in that because I introduced them to things that I never should have. But mm. I was, I didn't have a clue at the time. I thought I was being a good person. Mm. That's what I ever wanted to do. Yeah. So with the Abraham Hicks thing and the invocational spirits and whatnot, it's something that I knew was possible and it's something that is even encouraged in certain um areas i know people now who have gone through rituals in different places across the world and in london in and of itself mm. who consistently invite spirits into their lives and i believe them you can see mm. it you can see a different person come out in this person some yeah. people call it mental illness but this is a very very specific kind of yeah. thing that happens to people yeah. so i've never done it myself but i completely understand why people would want to do mm. it but people you know people are always looking for more and they're always yeah. so curious and a lot of people this world is bred on insecurity so mm. if you were told that you can become an ascending master you can be a perfect person you can be mm. the better version you can have no harm done to you because you can just be so ascended that you become like god why wouldn't humans 
who our original sin is to want to be more like God, not fall into the ultimate trap of inviting mm. spirits to be more like God. It's mm. what we've done from day one. Mm. See, I found something very interesting with uh, what you said so far, that you were dealing with all this things, but you knew the danger. I mean, most people who actually succeed, which is what you said, who succeed in um, these spiritual dark arts, there are people who, are, who actually understand the danger and how far is too far, where they can go and what they can't do. But on the contrast, when we deal with God, we know that God is the most dangerous being in the whole, but we have a sort of relaxed way, a, an enjoyable way of dealing with God, and God encourages us to come in deeper with Him and feel free, you know, that He will help us, He will see us through. It is not by our own might, because if you come to God worrying that, oh, I don't want to touch this, I might sin. God will kill me. God will do this to me. You won't get the best out of God. But when you come into this spiritual dark art, thinking that way, oh, I shouldn't say this. I shouldn't touch this. It will kill me. Then you get the best. Isn't it funny? Like, what makes people continue to run on dangerous stuff and find power there and really enjoy it than to actually choose God Who's made like a spread of table in front in front of us made life so easy for us, and people would rather choose to run with Satan than to run with God. Like, what does Satan actually give it's people? The half truth. Is the what? It's the half truth. Half the thing truth. is, is that Satan will get you absolutely drunk on power. Mm. He will give you one correct prediction. Three incorrect predictions, but mm. he knows the correct one to give you mm. to keep you hooked on. And mm. then you will start second-guessing yourself rather than second-guessing him. You'll be mm. like, oh, maybe I didn't interpret, or maybe I didn't try hard enough, maybe my vibration was too low. Mm. But the way I see it is, you're right, we do deal with the most dangerous being in the universe. Mm. But do you notice, like, let's compare a pit bull to a chihuahua. <laughs> I'm going to say demons are like chihuahuas. They're not violently vicious. But people yeah. still think they're cute, people still want to own yeah. them, people yeah. are like, oh, you know what, like, I can deal with this, I have power over this. Whereas yeah. the pit bull, people are violently afraid of pit bulls, but mm. the people who own pit bulls and care for pit bulls and respect mm. their pit bulls, they're yeah. like, no, this is a family creature, yes, yeah. this can be a, a machine of murder, but yeah. this creature is loving can test you, will protect you, can nurture you, it can be your companion, you can leave this creature around your child. Mm. And it's like, it's the difference between being drunk on power and having boundaries and respect. Mm. And so, Mm. that's one thing I always notice about the new age. They get you so drunk on delusions. I remember following people Mm. and they were reading tarot cards. There's this thing on YouTube. You see the same way of people on YouTube that have like prophetic words and post their, what they Mm. saw on YouTube for other Christians. There's Mm. a thing in the new age of people who do divination on YouTube. You can pick Mm. a card, any, it's like a fortune teller. Pick a card, any card, the one you're drawn to. You Mm. can do that with like pendulums. You can do it with like numerology. There's so many things you can do for divination. Mm. And I'm watching people who are literally wasting away talking about their suicidal tendencies and their depression and they're mm. literally you can see the eating disorders are affecting them you can see their life is hurting them you can see their husbands are abusing them and mm. they're like yes but today 
because Saturn is in a square <laughs> with Neptune and Mars and Earth. This is going to happen to you and you will live your best life. And, then, then, and it's like, oh my goodness, like the delusion that we are in, you're literally wasting away, but mm. you have all the power. And we blame mm. ourselves. We're like, yes, I know that I am dying. Yes, I mm. know that I am having this bad situation. I know this and I know that. But mm. it's my fault. It's my fault. I swear it's me because I'm in control. I'm the goddess of my life. Mm. And that is honestly so scary, the depth of the craziness that you get into with the new age. Because do mm. not get me wrong. Do not get me wrong, astrology and numerology and all these things of divination are an exact science. This is not focus, focus nonsense. This mm. is an exact measurable science that has even been proven by physicists. Mm. I think science is God's language, science and math stem, God's mm-hmm. language being understandable for man. It's being mm. broken down into a measurable, comprehensible, like, chunks for yeah, man to yeah. digest and even double him. Yeah. And so nowadays as I'm saying I'm seeing like physicists double in the law of attraction into witchcraft and into numerology mm. and all mm. that because mm. they know it's real. Mm. In the Bible it says the it literally says that these um sons of God mm-hmm. taught the daughter that went with the daughters of man and taught the sons of man and the daughters mm-hmm. of these Nephilim, they mm. taught them all of these things such as numerology such as yeah. um, and divination, all of that. Yeah. These things are never meant for humans. We aren't supposed to have these things. There is a mm-hmm. set order, and humans cannot. We cannot contain God's power. We can't use it. We can't wield it. But the mm. devil will have you believe, because the devil is also delusional and thinks he can mm. wield God's power. He wants <laughs> yeah. us to believe that we can do it too, and we can't. Mm. And this is why we're attacked. This is why things happen to us. And because we are so narcissistic. Mm-hmm. horrible things happen to us and we're still blaming ourselves we're still mm. thinking that we can handle it we can control it it's that mm. we're burning ourselves holding onto a fire mm. we know somebody else can extinguish it but we're like mm. no 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 I can handle it no we cannot mm. Mm. I've um, noticed that uh, most people I mean when you delve into the dark um, spiritual world uh, witches like I've read on them, I've um, tried to understand their psyche, the way they think, and they do have this sense of wonder regarding everything. And they could call, uh, they could interpret huge things. Sometimes it's real, sometimes I'm not sure how real it gets. They could interpret virtually anything from anything. For example, they could have beads take the beads in their hands, throw it down, throw lots, read the tea, I mean, read, uh, read the tea leaves and that will interpret something. And um, most times it seems to work. The thing is that how, but the, the contrasting side is that these witches are very intelligent. Like they read books, like they read, read and read, but it just seems like there isn't some sort of concrete way of them. Like, as you said, it's not completely a science, but they, they will pick and choose from science which one that they feel works for them. Um, isn't there supposed to be some sort of concrete way by now uh, how witchcraft is being done and what works and what does not work? Ah. See, now that's, that's where true paganism comes into it. Mm. When you denounce organized religion and you denounce structure, 
there are two I'll say there's two main camps of divination there's the scientific side and then there's the very spiritual metaphysics so yeah. there's yeah metaphysics so now the very scientific side again astrology numerology these mm. are things that can be mapped out you can use numbers you can use maps you can visibly see it yeah. you can observe it we mm. see the way the planets move mm. somebody taught us how to interpret that into how people move yeah. now that's an exact science which you can study and the thing is you don't need to you don't need to just be gifted at becoming an astrologer or an astrologist you mm. can literally learn it there's books now you said about the books i can tell you i had many 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 books on so many topics uh, mm. and literally a library of ebooks then i had the physical books awesome. it, i'm not going to lie it almost hurt me to throw it away when i <laughs> threw it all out because yeah. that was hundreds and hundreds not thousands of pounds of my money that i'd um, wasted yeah. and that's that side of it anybody mm. can do that anybody mm. that's why astrology is so popular because you don't need to have any kind of innate skill Mm, mm. Now this is what now when you said about the tea leaves and that beads and bones and things like that. Yeah. This is the even more sinister side of it because you see astrology, because mm-hmm. it is a science, it really is. Yeah. That is op- that's opening a door to something. That's even putting the door there. You can come across astrology. You can read it. Honestly, mm. I believe Christians could read astrology mm. and. As long as you don't take it to heart, you don't you don't divine from it. You could just mm. be like, well, you know what? That makes sense because it's astronomy. It literally mm. is what the planets are doing. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, now, I, you, please let me finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the issue, the, now that's just a door repairing. But mm-hmm. when you get into the interpretation of the bees, the bones, like facial expressions, auras, now mm. that is when you become demonized. That mm. is the very distinct difference because you've found a tool which is the door. Mm-hmm. Then you pick up the tool, you put the door, you put your hand, you put your hand on the handle, and then when you are now getting these skills that mm. are away from yourself, that is the exact moment you become a demonized individual because wow. all things made in God mm. have been paralleled by the devil. So mm. when we get gifts of the Spirit, we receive the gift of prophecy, mm. of knowledge, of wisdom. Mm. Mm. When a witch gains her guilt or her gift of aura reading or interpreting from literally any random thing a witch can use to interpret because it's not the thing, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's what the tool you've allowed the demon to give, like given legal rights to you with. Mm. So now mm. the demon's whispering in your ear and now you're whispering in somebody else's ear and in turn mm. you're opening them up you're giving mm. them a door for them to put their hand on the handle. Mm. So when the Holy Spirit comes on us, we get our gifts of prophecy. When a demon comes on them, they get their magical powers. And that's the difference between the set rules and then interpretations. One of them is a tool, one of them is a science, and the other mm. is quite literally a demon. I see, I see. So it's, uh, I guess what I was trying to find out was, uh, so one side is definitely a science, and then there are, there is that other side that is not actually a science at all. I see. Um, I think I was about to ask about. Um, let's see. How long have you got? You plan to go by one, isn't it? Um, I can go into one thirty. All right then. All right, because things are now beginning to get interesting. All right. Um. 
let's get back to you testifying. So, you stopped at, um, where did we stop? We spoke about uh, how things, how God is dangerous and uh, people, and we were able to say how um, the, the devil lies. Before then, we were talking about, I uh, can't remember what we were talking about. Can you I do. continue? I can remember. So at this point, as I said, I was doing the whole divination, the magic, the spells, the rituals, up at three in the Ah, morning, the whole nine yards was happening. And I remember I have a very specific Christian friend. I'm going to mention you by name, Safiya. Thank you very much for standing by me. Because we would go through rebuttals back and forward consistently. Mm. I would be up and down the room trying to convince her that she was delusional for believing in a book written by men and that mm-hmm. religion was controlling and she mm. would say no and she was very calm about it and I was mm. very calm we always had very respectful but very very long hours long debates about this and I loved mm. every second of it because I said I've always been interested yeah um I love God I, I love God but I didn't believe in religion and I believed that God was happy for me like if he loved me he was happy for me to learn more and to take things into my own hands and become empowered because surely God would love me enough to do that right yeah, yeah. I'm like no the Bible wants to keep you in chains <laughs> the Bible wants to keep you in chains and she was like no yeah. no Dante yeah. and it was just so interesting and I remember that one time like there was certain spells I'm not going to go through the rituals so I would never ever ever want to <laughs> anyone to even be like tempted but the same things I was doing the next day it would manifest and I'm like surely this is real oh my goodness I can't believe this is happening to me I saved my jobs through doing those sound of rituals but then I end you see the same job that I saved the same job that I asked for a pay increase for is the same job that I was working 46 hours for stressed depressed hyped up on coffee crying Mm. no Mm. food starving Mm. was it worth it no and I still ended up broke at the end of it. After all the money, all the time I put in, it wasn't worth it. Mm. Then there was, I did, I remember one time, I just wanted to see if this would work. I didn't actually believe it would. And I mm. just, um, randomly, they always say, be careful what you wish for. Mm. I just legitimately just declared romance. No, I wasn't targeting anybody. I just said romance. I was like, this would be interesting. I don't think it's going to mm. work. Because I've always mm-hmm. had a healthy sense of skepticism as a witch. Mm. the very next day it was a very foggy morning and I was running mm. late for no reason and mm. I was rushing to work and throughout the fog I could barely see I don't know why I was so foggy I was walking mm-hmm. to the end of the road and yeah. there was a silver car and I didn't see it and the person mm-hmm. rolled down the window and I walked over to them and I have no as a young woman I have no idea why I walked over <laughs> to a stranger on a foggy morning when I was late for mm. work mm-hmm. till this day like this till this day now this person was virtually perfect for me virtually mm. perfect for me but it always felt so wrong it always we had the same we were both spiritual we were both into witchcraft um we had the same career he mm. was it he was just what a lot of people would consider to be the perfect man i would have been stupid to have not gone with him to mm. this day even though i do not talk to him i do actually no interest i mean i don't even reply to messages he mm. still contacts me to mm. this day and mm. I'm for somebody who is as perfect as you, why do you why have you not in the, why are you not in another relationship? Why are you still obsessed with me? And mm. like because ever since knowing God I haven't spoken to this person. Like mm. literally they haven't contacted me. But while I was still demonizing in the world and with witchcraft that person would consistently contact me. 
Wow. And I was like, oh, I'm never doing this again. But it really did mm. make me believe in my power. I was like, wow, I really am powerful. I really can do these things. Mm. Um, but it also made me even more scared because I was like, wow, this is not a joke. Mm. And there was yeah. other, that's when I vowed to never, ever, ever do anything for myself again like that. I would only ever use my ability to help people because then I truly did believe I had all this power. Mm. And it was just never, ever, ever worth it. It was such a delusion, such a delusion. And I do remember at the same time, I was like going through trying to heal generational trauma, generational curses, trying mm. to heal my family and walking mm. through these things. Mm-hmm. And they, like with the law of attraction, they say put out what you want to put into I'll do things like vision boards. Christians, I'm telling you from now, be very careful when you're doing certain things. If you do mm. vision boards, if you're blowing out candles and making a wish, if you're mm. um, doing writing in journals about the things you want and you're not writing that to God, but you're writing that into the universe, just throwing it out there, mm. you are writing and speaking and wishing to demons. Mm. That's why they say all things you do do to the glory of God. It's not because mm. glory wants to praise, it's because the devil's looking for a way to just walk in anything. Mm. He wants to hear what you want so he can give it to you and then take you. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Alright, yeah, I, I, I just brought us some few powerful points and the last one you actually said was amazing all right so here's the here's the thing you said you wanted to use the skills that you have to help people right which was a good thing now someone could say because i have a few people that double a few people i know that double in uh in in uh in astrology and what they said to me is that, well, God has given us these things for us to use to help ourselves. So, for example, the example they gave was the uh, Magi in the Bible that saw the star of Jesus and was able to know, ah, a king has been born. Uh, like, I know there are all kind of doctrinal debates regarding these things. And some of them have evidences in the Bible that, hey, God has no problem with these things, but from my own church and my own, what I subscribe to is that we shouldn't actually interact with all of these things. The uh, Magi were not Christians. In the, Old Test- in the Old Testament in those days, when they cast a lot, like they cast lots in those days for which of the high priests, you know, will go into the um, Holy of Holies. And uh, God will speak to them through the lot that they cast. Do you think that it's okay to practice these things nowadays, or do you think it was it was it was true and good for a certain time of the past, but nowadays it is sin? Like um, these are some of the. I'm I'm not expecting you to know the answer, but if there's any perspective, because it's a huge debate among. Uh, Christians of different school of thought. So, what do you think so far? Like, what what drops into your mind? Do you know what this is? This is a, such an interesting question for me because I feel like this is an issue that I do take with a lot of my brothers and sisters in Christ. Is how far mm. can I dabble into the world? Mm. How far can I dip my toe into sin before it's not okay? Mm. Don't be in the pool. Don't go to the swimming. Just leave the building first of mm. all. Because okay. it's showing a lack of faith. If I'm being very honest with you, like if you're feeling convicted, 
Mm-hmm. It's very the level of faith. Mm. Because, you know, back in the day, they only had the sun and the stars to navigate. Yeah. So if God was you, if God, God has the right and he reserves the right to use anybody he wants for yeah. his purpose. If mm. he raised up a Magi to announce mm. to the world, this is where the son of God has been born. That mm. is his prerogative, not yours. Yeah. You are not God. You do not deserve the same rights as God. That was never given to you. He gave you mm. dominion over the land. We mm. gave that over to Satan. And mm-hmm. he just gave us the right to live. Mm. And to worship. Mm. And to have comfort in that. The mm. rest of it is added extras that the world is trying to sell to you. And when I mm. say the world, I mean Satan. Because he is the God of this world. Mm. So, nowadays, we don't need to look through astrology to know when Jesus is going to be born. Because you know what I can tell you for a fact? When Jesus returns, it's going to be trending on Twitter. You don't need to go to witchcraft <laughs> to find that. And yeah. when you is born, you don't need to go to the stars to find that out. You don't need to know what mm. Neptune is doing that day and if it's conjunct with Saturn. Let me go for a fact. It will be on Google Maps. <laughs> so yeah. when, people take, when people take the Bible and don't apply common sense to it, I mm-hmm. feel like they've always... I, I often do feel like there's an alternative, like... Um, they're, they're doing it for an underlying reason. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact word I'm looking for, but the, yeah, um, an alternate, an alternate, an alternate uh, uh, motive. Yes, yeah. alternate motive. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really, really suspicious to me because mm-hmm. you know what? One mm. thing I can say is, if it was given to you by Satan, it was already yours in God's name. Mm. Satan mm. is not ordained to give you anything more than God allows. He's still under God's thumb. So mm. if there is something that you've received from the world, it was already yours in God. Mm. I see. My I gift see. my gift of speaking things into existence, of the prophetic, of visions and all that did not disappear when I put down my candles and my bells and my incenses and my books and my rituals. Mm. They yeah, were strengthened, yeah. but they mm. were only used in situations when I needed them. I knew mm. that I didn't need to rely on myself. God would give me the, the, and the time and the place when it was necessary. God mm. gives me the tools I need to tackle a situation. Mm. So now I'm so stressed with wondering, like, oh, was I supposed to, you know, read my tarot cards this morning? Am I going to die today and I just didn't check and it's going to be all my fault? No, no. Mm. God tells me when it's time for my gifts to be activated. He knows mm. me more than I know myself. If I'm going mm. through bad mental health, I don't need to worry about the prophetic. I don't need to mm. see the gifts of the spirit. I don't want to see the spirit realm. God <laughs> knows it's a season of rest and he leaves yeah. me alone. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm. And so mm. it really does bother me when people take it. It's like back in the day, again, apply logic. Mm. When people was burning animals for sacrifice, Mm-hmm. They, these, these were very primitive people. Mm. They knew God was somewhere far from them, and they didn't have airplanes, they didn't have satellites, they didn't have telescopes. They had mm. none of that. The mm. only thing that rose was the birds and the flames. Yeah. So they knew that they could make fire. So anything mm. that they made with fire would go up to the heavens. That was mm. their way of communicating with God, because that's the only way they knew how. Mm, it mm. makes sense for people at the time but in mm. the 21st century it does not make sense for us to be doing some of these archaic practices it just shows yeah. a lack of faith yeah yeah all right you that that was brilliant so you spoke about having the when you have the holy spirit when you have that con 
conviction in your heart that oh God is talking to me through these uh, there are places in the Bible where God says if you're lazy go to the ants go and see them I'm going to talk to you through the ants and you will stop being lazy um, that's why some people who are lazy probably have a pet ant cage in their house <laughs> so that they can sit and get down to work uh, and you also went further to talk about all right um, you don't that even though God can speak to you through these and God has spoken to people through these things in the past we don't need to because of what Jesus has done and I'm not sure I mean one perspective is all right we don't need it because for example it's like um, there is a better way to be able to access God since Jesus died and the veil was uh, torn we don't need to cast lots we don't need to look through the fire or to uh, sacrifice any animals you know uh, which they still do uh, nowadays I believe in Haiti voodoo where they take a chicken and then they kill it and then they sacrifice yep. we did those things in those days and the question now is probably because if there's a bill for example both, both of us are talking via phone call now that's because there's a veil between us. You're in one place, and in one place we're far from ourselves. But the Bible tells us that there is a better way, all right, of that we are no more divided from God by the veil. We can access God directly. We can come to Him boldly, just as we are, because of what the blood of Jesus has done. Now, this might be the difference between, all right, uh, husband and wife live in the same house they can choose to talk to themselves in the much better way that is talk to themselves face to face or they could choose to put a veil before themselves that is maybe they could sit down side by side and still be talking to them by text I mean to themselves by text it's, one question is um, is it that we don't need to but it's still alright or we don't need to and it's not right I guess it's a question of um, should should we still be able to contact God through all these means or does it still fall back to how the Holy Spirit convicts your heart now this is what I find to be so intriguing so there's, there's many parts of this question so I'll, I'll break it down in that chunks. Yes, yeah, sure. So, what, okay. <laughs> I know, sorry, I, I, I had no, some it's complex fine, It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Just, I love this question. I've been wanting to ask, I want to discuss this, I've been wanting to discuss this with someone for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, back in the day, in the Old Testament, so way, way back in the day, mm-hmm. they all, what did people do when God was with them? Either if an angel appeared, or mm. if the spirit of God was in that person, they went God. and revered them. They revered them. Sometimes they okay. idolized them, but they truly bowed down to them because they said, God is with this person. We must listen to them. Yeah. That's because the Holy Spirit is fiber. He's broadband. He's Wi-Fi. He's Bluetooth. <laughs> he is like yeah. all of these things, the Morse code, screaming mm. through the woods. That is mm. what the Holy Spirit is, the direct mm. line. It's mm. always as above, so below, mm. as on earth, as in heaven. 
All yeah. of these things is so true. Mm. Every invention we've ever had, God came up with it first. We always love to say, oh, the internet is the devil. And this is the... No, 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 no. Everything mm. on this planet is ordained by God. We need to stop giving the devil his fraud so much credit. <laughs> yeah. So, at the end of the day, back in the day, God, the population was so much smaller of the world. It was mm. so much smaller. The world was still so big, but so much smaller. And God only felt the need mm. at these times because he was telling a story. He was writing his book, his masterpiece. Because God mm. knew... At one point, there was going to be almost 8 billion people on this planet. And mm. certain things was all right at the time. He knows what's appropriate for the time and place. Mm. Now, back in those days, if you wanted to go and pray to the, at the temple, you'd first need to go and find your priest. Then you'd need to make sure you have your animal that's suitable for sacrifice. And this yeah. and that and the other. Mm. There's 7.8 billion people on this planet. Now, there's so many people on this planet. If mm. all of us were to take an animal to sacrifice because we're sinning so <laughs> yeah. constantly, would we have animals left? No. Yes, we could provide, but mm. see, the thing is, is, is that ethical? Now, it's not for me to question into God's efficacy of, like, if animals should be sacrificed or not, do they have a soul, do they have feelings and whatnot? But mm. we as humans, we have attachments to animals. That's why we have vegans, we have animal rights, and this is that and the other. Yeah. We are awful people, and I'm, I'm sure God felt like with the amount of people on this earth, I don't really want my animals to be sacrificed all the time because it's just going to be a bloodbath. It's not going to smell good. <laughs> it's not going to yeah. be a good time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so when Jesus came, Jesus came and he became our living sacrifice. He is the mm. lion and the lamb. He mm. became and he came in the flesh, part mm. of the Godhead, mm. and he lived a perfect life because yeah. that's the one thing. Even witches know that the spirit realm is run on laws and legalism. That's mm. why you make contracts with the devil, you make contracts with your spirit, you make contracts with your ancestors, mm. contracts. Mm. there's contracts in religion. Mm. People often say, oh, oh, well, Christianity copied our religion. No, no, no. How do you, this is what I find funny, is how mm. do you know that these gods aren't asking for this worship because mm. that's what the original gods wanted as worship and they who want to be like God, like Satan. And so they've mm. asked their followers to sacrifice and do this and do that. Mm. They mimic. But God yeah. doesn't need to be loud. He doesn't have to mm. shout at anybody. Mm. It's like that verse in the Bible when it's like, oh, did God come on this one? Did he come on that? No, he came in the whisper in the end. Mm. Who is he? Who is he fronting for? Nobody. We are mm. nobody. Mm. We was dirt that was breathed life into, but we have such big egos, and so do these other lesser spirits. So, back in the day, that's what was, what was required. But that's what God wanted at the time. He's allowed to change our mind, just like we are allowed to change our mind. I don't understand why people feel like God is allowed to change of man. He never contradicts himself, but he yeah. does. He's allowed to make adjustments when he is ready to at a certain period. Yeah. He sent his son to mm -hmm. die for us so that we could all receive the Holy Spirit so that mm. it wasn't just one person in one village so far away that had God's spirit. We could all talk to God. So we mm. already had our sacrifice automatically. Mm. Just like nowadays, yeah. we don't have yeah. to write a letter. We can send a text and it goes through automatically. Mm -hmm, yeah. And we have a direct line to talk to God at any place because we are the walking, moving church because I'm sure God knew yeah. the fact of the yeah. fact that there was going to be a boom and we were going to be globalised and all this stuff was going to happen once upon a time. Mm. He planned mm. for it. And mm. people still complain. It's like, oh, <laughs> well, you're complaining that you had to bring a pigeon or a calf or a lamb to the temple and there was blood everywhere and only one person could do it and you had to wait in line. Now you mm. can all have access. Now you're complaining, oh, well, it's not like yours back in the day. I'm not sure if it's real. Oh, I'm not sure if, God, if Jesus is actually the son or my this, my that, and the other. Mm. But if we had to go back to Old Testament times, I'm fairly sure none of us know how to raise animals. 
because they were confused no. at her. Because mm. we can't afford it. There's no way to keep mm. them. We all live in apartments. Could you imagine somebody trying to what's it, sacrifice a cow every week in a high-rise apartment or in the <laughs> local flats? Could you <laughs> nah. imagine? That would be God awful. Knew God knew this is what our world was turned into and he accommodated it. Mm. So mm. there's people in Haiti still sacrificing chickens. That's what they're doing to, for their God. Their yeah. God still wants that to be happening. That's mm. their business. But that's mm. not what our God decrees. So why are you mm. looking left, right, and centre when God says don't step to the left or the right? Step forward. Mm. We are mm. progressive, but you, we don't want to progress. But we want to yeah. progress into the world. Mm. We, we need to decide what are we progressing into, progressing into God or into the world. Mm. Mm. Well, um, I don't think you have an answer for the shoot part, like the moral part. I personally believe that um, even because the shoot part is probably out there in the air it's a it's a bit gray because there are times that god could tell you that oh um you have to jump up 10 times or do this and that you know but there is always apart from the drama of god there is the progress and there is the main point why god tells us to do what we do and that is um intimacy closeness with him because the closer you are with people the more intimate you are with someone i found out that the more intimate you are with people the more language begins to break down you don't have to articulate yourself so much to them you could just know what they are thinking and what they feel and act accordingly they could just look at you wink and you understand completely what they're saying i think that's where god is drawing us close to the rest is just drama. So I guess you're right. It's still out there in the air. There's no hard line. Like there is absolutely no ceremonial rituals. They 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 are there, but um, it's the it's how God convicts your heart, and it's um, what's the other point? What? personal it's personal yeah yeah anyway you're right i wouldn't sacrifice animals but um if the holy spirit tells me to and i'm sure that he's told me to then i i should probably think of that too all right and then i want to go back to the part where you said you weren't um you weren't going to the um open side i call it open because of my scientific mind engineering background when i studied the law of thermodynamics i know that there are two types of of systems out there there is the open and then there's the closed and when when you were talking about the uh dark arts you were talking about just wanting to stay in the closed in the closed system side of things that is the scientific side of things where if you read your books a certain way, if you throw the tarot card a certain way, if you light the right candles and this and that. But at the end of the day, when it comes to they I don't believe that a closed system actually exists because you spoke about this guy who, you know, was trying to get through to you. And sometimes spirits know spirits that are out there and when you change 
spiritual uh, location into Jesus, he stopped talking to you. He stopped trying to get through to you. Um, do you feel like you can practice the dark arts without any spirit at all um, doing anything with you? Because that is the um, what the, that is the eternal questions, you know, in the dark arts. Can you just do it like magic? Because magic is the ability for you to conjure up a few words and bracadabra and something shows up and it happens consistently over and over again. Do you believe it's possible to deal with the real dark arts and the real world and not have any spirit attached to, to, uh, to it? You know what? I, I personally don't think I've ever seen it, but I do believe it could happen. I genuinely do believe that there could be somebody out there who's practicing magic and they don't have demons attached to them. Mm. They may have mm. demons around them. You know mm. what? You know how they talk about in um, pop music, famous mm. people, they tend to get fame, they tend to sacrifice somebody else around them. Mm. Now, if you... The thing is, if you do something so vain, maybe a demon doesn't need to terrorize you because they know your future and they know that you are destined to hell. They don't even need to torment yeah. you. are willing yeah. to go there. Yeah. So what they will ask of you instead is give me your generation, give me your bloodline, yeah. give me your yeah. mum, give mm. me your friend, mm. do this for me or do that for me. Do something irredeemable almost. Mm-mm-mm. Um, if you do something so irredeemable that even if God will redeem you, you believe and you choose to forsake your salvation because you believe you're irredeemable, mm. then maybe the God, maybe the demon doesn't need to live within you. Maybe it doesn't need to torment no. you because you will fall that's under the weight point. of your own morality. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Because um, it's only when you step out of line that they then come for you. Isn't that right? It's like if you... If you fulfill your own end of the contract, if you stay in line and you are on the line to hell, then you're fine. You know? Yeah, that's a very good point. But that's a very good demon, point. to be honest, because like, there are some demons that truly do like marry people. Yeah. They want to be married Spirit, to a person. They find wise. you beautiful. Sons yeah. of God, they find you beautiful. They want you. Yeah, yeah, true. Come enjoy your company. Some <laughs> think you're funny. They, they have personality. Yeah, yeah. And I found out because of the class that I'm teaching, because I read a place in Exodus that God sent the plagues to Egypt, not just to punish the people, but to also punish the gods over there. And I've come to find out that there is almost like a human, humane side to some evil spirits out there. They enjoy your company. They want you to talk to them. They want to marry you, want to be your boyfriend or girlfriend, and they will take care of you. Like, if someone comes, like, if if you're the spirit wife of someone, and some other guy out there does you wrong, they will send their guys after that to go take care of them and to beat them up, you know, things like that. Uh, like, um, yeah, it's, it's what I've read in the Bible, and after listening to some people out there, I've come to find out that demons out there are actually humane in such a way that even in the Bible it says that women could marry them and give birth to giants. 
Um, did you experience a humane side to the evil world or were you just afraid of it? You didn't want to get close to it at all? I was never, ever, ever afraid. As I said, I believe my ancestors were with me. I believe mm. I was protected. I've mm. never, I was, I've been in some dangerous situations and I've come out of them entirely unscathed. I've walked mm. in areas half dressed at night where friends mm. who were just normal, just nice people have been mugged. Mm. Mm. People have been murdered. Like mm. I've been in the strangest situation. I've <laughs> always been safe. Yeah. But if I'm being very honest, like with these spirits, I mean, people. I don't. People both assign the devil a personality, but they assign it as something that's inanimate at the same time. I find it very interesting. Mm. The devil fell because he wanted God's love and approval so much and believed he was so important. And then mm. when he was told no, he was like, then I will ascend further than you. It's mm. arrogance. It's defiance. How many mm. children can attest to that? To attest mm. to disagree with their parents to the point where you want to defy them and prove them wrong. Mm. Now, let's say you have a demon and it's fell for whatever reason it did, whatever thing it did that God mm. did not approve of, it's fallen now. If it's mm. not falling in love with you, why would it not want you? Because it's already a selfish creature and it knows it's going to hell. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking my girlfriend with me. I'm taking my boyfriend with me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So if it's in love with you, it wants to spend eternity with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, true, true. I mean, it just really surprised me that like, that they don't look like they don't look like they've got horns all the time. Like they look like some of these evil spirits are handsome and beautiful and gorgeous. You know, there was somebody I read that no, I didn't read their book. I heard them, and she was speaking about the beautiful side of evil that evil has a beautiful side to the extent that sometimes when you cast an evil spirit from someone sometimes they take some time to grieve because they feel like they've lost a best friend they've lost somebody who saw them through thick and thin you know somebody who was there for them somebody who gave them power when um, there was an abusive time going on and saved them many many times but um, if you did, did, if you did not experience that side, then it's fine because I've just been uh, astounded by the humane side, you know, of these evil spirits that are out there. They aren't just wonderful and out there, you know. They they do relate to us sometimes and some of the things that we go through, but. They all know that they are going for hell, so when they want to show their dark sides, then it's really, 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 really bad. Yeah. Um, anything to say to that? I know we didn't get to complete. <laughs> I do apologize because sometimes what I do is that um, the way I ask my questions is that, all right, you are trying to grow a, a tree, and the top of the tree is the end of where we're trying to get to so when you make a good point at some point i like to branch out and dig deep into there and then come back again to the main stem of the tree and then go up again and branch out like how do you feel of the podcast so far the stuff we've had do you think um are you feeling like you wanted to speak all the way to the end or did you like the way that we branched out because i could improve because for next time do you know what? I actually have quite enjoyed it because it's ta- it's made it's brought up some really important topics that mm. 
I don't feel like I've been able to discuss with anybody and the fact that I'm going to get to discuss this is going to be documented and given to a wider range of people I find mm. that really powerful I really do feel like I felt the Holy Spirit come in me because I'm literally buzzing and on fire so animated <laughs> and I'm quite tired before this begun and mm. I feel so passionate about what I'm speaking about because it's bringing in so many things that I've researched and experienced and it feels so real to me and so raw mm. so like at first I would have preferred to have done my entire testimony and then do questions after but at this mm. point I'm happy that I've had I've been able to go through the stages of my life and mm. then go into topics that have related to tie it all in and kind mm. of bring everyone on a journey with me and through how I've got into certain mindsets and what I've read and what I've learned that's actually taken me into these places. So in fact, I think it's actually left off for a very good part too, where I can actually talk about the end of my um, spiritual journey and stepping back into God for mm. next time. All right, all right. Um, I could actually just keep quiet and you could say it all the way to the end, or we could continue this um, eternal conversation of branching out in the future, like as interesting topic comes up because I'm still going to read more on this and have, you know, I mean, sometimes I, I answer the questions for myself, but I just like to throw it out there and say, all right, what do you think? Are you convinced like I am that, for example, evil spirits have a humane side to them um, and uh, they do care for you and take care of you? Or do you think they are just all bad, you know? Just small questions like that. I think you should ask your guests before they start the interview so they're not thrown off either way. <laughs> yeah, questions yeah. are conversational, but interviews are supposed to be heard out. So mm. it depends on the style. Are you doing a conversational interview or are you doing, mm. like, a biographic interview? All right. All right. Um... What would you prefer? I mean, if, if there's anything you prefer, I'm open to it. I'm, I'm not, I don't interview every day, so I try my best to, <laughs> to just well, initially, do something. Initially, as I said, initially, as I, said I, I would have preferred to have like spoken more about my entire testimony and then we could have done the questions mm. after. Uh, but uh, I quite enjoyed the conversational part of the interview. So uh, I'd say next time for the part two, which I'm... Um, I'd love to schedule with you immediately, actually. Mm. Mm. Um, yes, I'm very much down for the conversational part of it because, as I said, I got to do the very beginning of my life and then the mm. middle of my life. Mm. And I like the fact that I got to do those two chunks and have those conversations in between. And the yeah. next time I can do the end of the spiritual journey and then my mm. walk with Christ, because my walk with Christ has only been, you know, two years long or mm. one year since being baptized. Mm. So it's that two parts it's like a two parts because this is a deep topic i don't think it could have been covered in 30 minutes to an hour regardless yeah 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 i mean it's kind of like uh netflix you know where we're like wait for part two you know it's going to be interesting and no one knows what part two is going to be like because if but i will give you a chance to talk all the way to the end it's just that when i'm here and i write down notes my mind is just like saying ask the question, ask the question, and I have to learn to just be quiet and wait to the end, and then start asking questions at the end. No, but the questions were blessed, that's what I'm saying, please, ask mm. the questions. All right then, all right then, thank you. Because uh, my my mind can't take the torture sometimes of just being quiet when there's a 
interesting concept out there that we can just dig deep into. All right. Thank you very much. Um, would you like to end this in prayer for us, for everybody who would hear us from now and into the future and cover the... Because I found out that when you start to dig into topics like this, not only do the bright side or the light side hear us talking about this stuff, but um, they just don't hear us from the podcast side of things, but they also hear us as we're talking from a spiritual realm. Like, the devil knows when he's being threatened and uh, doesn't want to allow us to expose his kingdom. So, um, would you like to cover all of this with the blood of Jesus and commit the whole whole podcast into God's hand? Yes, kindly, gladly. Yes, please. Oh, dear Lord God, thank you so very much for just giving us this anointed day to have this beautiful podcast. It's a beautiful day outside in London. And I so very much appreciate you bringing Ernest and I together so that we could have this powerful, powerful conversation. I Mm. know, Lord God, that you are shaking the tables of the world and you are calling up the masses. I see you Mm. in the four corners of this earth bringing revival that has never been seen before on a level of globalization that's never happened before. Mm. I see you bringing up the former addicts, the witches, the Mm. ones who just are the ultimate sinners. I see you bringing up the criminals. I see you bringing up the poor. I see you bringing up the rich. I see you bringing up the celebrities. I see you bringing up the internet personalities. I see you bringing up the fantasy stories. I see Mm. you everywhere I go, and I see the story that you're weaving together, and I'm so happy to be here in these days with you as you Mm. are moving throughout this world in a way that has never been done before. So I thank you so much for allowing me, a child that walked away and you walked back. You took me through a story so that I could give my testimony. For there are mm. so many like me who are just wondering, they are just curious and they just need a little bit of help. So mm. I hope so sincerely and so dearly that both this podcast today will allow the children of God, those who are brought up in the church and don't know this side of the story, to mm. rise up and to talk to their friends who are confused in the world, who are dabbling mm. in things they shouldn't be, who just need mm. more of your guidance and your grace. I hope mm. that this rises up your families to bring revival into their heart for them to know that it's time to go out into the streets because mm. God is raising up an army and it's both inside and very much so outside of the church. It's time mm. for us to fellowship because it's time mm. for us to take the last stand. And I mm. hope sincerely for all people who are hearing this, I pray for you. I pray if you are not with God in this fight, which is the mm. only winning side for this is a fight that was won on the day Jesus was hung on yeah. the cross. Yeah. I pray that you understand that you are loved. I pray mm. that you understand that this gives you safety. I pray that you yeah. understand that this gives you structure, that you're mm. not lost, that you're not blamed, that there is an answer mm. for everything, that not mm. everything is easy, but everything is blessed and everything is ordained. Yeah. I hope yeah. that you understand that you have a father in God and this mm. is not a religion of restrictions, but it's a religion of freedom yeah. and I pray one day that you will accept him for he is waiting for you and he loves mm. you so sincerely I pray mm. that you understand that God is God and mm. we are Christians and do not define God by the actions of his children for we are all learning together we yeah. are all here together and we yeah. are all here to improve together 
Yeah. I pray over this podcast. I pray that it will reach so many people. Amen. I pray for Brother Ernest. I pray that he will have a better week. I pray that the trials and tribulations he is going through. I pray so sincerely that God, you will give him peace and comfort and Amen. understanding and allow him Amen. to continue to endure and triumph. I pray Amen. for all the people who may be conflicted. I pray for all the people who are struggling. I pray for all the people who are being affected by the things that's happening in the world as the world mm. is groaning and the earth mm. is having its birthing pains as it's waiting to just release this new this blessing, just this new wave of the Lord's mm. will over this land. I pray for mm. all the people who are hungry. I pray for all the people who are scared. I pray for all the people who are just not feeling well people mm. who are suffering i pray for all of you i pray that mm. the church can come together and that we can just show god's love and blessings mm. to the whole entire world i mm. pray so sincerely over everybody that's listening to this i pray Amen. that the holy spirit will touch you and that you Amen. will receive a fresh lick of the anointing mm. i pray so mm. deeply that you will feel just secure and safe and know that your life mm. is eternal and everything is already mm. god knows where you're at he knows where you came from he knows where you're going to mm. so trust in him and I pronounce blessings over everybody that is listening to this prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray, and I seal this prayer Amen. with the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Um, so I'll drop the corner, then I'll probably send you a text about uh, when, or do you want to tell me when next you are um, free for the yes, next podcast? Yes, absolutely. How would Monday be for you? Or are you only afraid um free? Oh, Monday's bank holiday, so will you be free? I should be, let's see, Monday. Yeah, the Queen's funeral. And uh, yeah, I should be free. If anything changes before then, I'll tell you. But I should be free. Okay, that's good to hear. At uh, 12 noon, or you've not got a time yet? I don't have a time, but we can do 12 noon for now as a provisional. All right, all right. Okay. So, I'll see you then, then. I'll see you then. Um, yeah, keep in touch. I'm sure you're doing fine. I'm sure you've got all sorts of things going on. And uh, hope to continue to hear good news from you. Um, I'll send the, po- the podcast out, and I'll send it to you so that you can share it. If there's anything you want out, just tell me. And um, if you don't like the background music, just tell me because I like to keep something that keeps the listener calm, especially for long-form content like this. So just, anyway, it's all good. It's yours and my podcast. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Thank you so much, Ernest. <laughs> all right, then. Take care. Stay you blessed, too. All right? You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. God bless you.